Thank you for joining me for Moments to Ponder Colossians. This is episode 6. So why would you allow anyone to judge you because of what you eat or drink? Or insist that you keep the feasts, observe new moon celebrations, or the Sabbath? All of these were but a prophetic shadow and the evidence of what would be fulfilled, for the body is now Christ. Don't let anyone disqualify you from your prize. Don't let the pretended sincerity fool you as they deliberately lead you into their initiation of angel worship. For they take pleasure in pretending to be experts of something they know nothing about. Their reasoning is meaningless and comes only from their opinions. They refuse to take hold of the true source. But we receive directly from Him, and His life supplies vitality into every part of His body through the joining ligaments connecting us all as one. He is the divine head who guides His body and causes it to grow by the supernatural power of God. For you were included in the death of Christ and have died with Him to the religious system and powers of this world. Don't retreat back to being bullied by the standards and opinions of religion. For example, their strict requirements. You can't associate with that person. Or, don't eat that. Or, you can't touch that. These are the doctrines of men and corrupt customs that are worthless to help you spiritually. For though they may appear to possess the promise of wisdom in their submission to God through the deprivation of their physical bodies, it is actually nothing more than empty rules rooted in religious rituals. Colossians 2, 16-23 I tend to be a rule follower, Millie's most of the time. There's a safety in following rules. It gives an element of being in control. And if you're like me in this, I want to be clear. Paul is not saying that following rules is bad. He is stating that following rules will not bring salvation. Along with rules, there are also those that would say there are certain practices we have to do in order to be more spiritual. While there are disciplines that can deepen our walk with Jesus, as with this teaching, we need to be aware of the focus of that practice. Christianity focuses on Christ's work, while human religions focus on human effort. We are not saved by worship or reading the Bible. We're not saved by keeping the Sabbath or fasting. But if we are not engaged in these practices or disciplines, we are missing out on the spiritual growth we can receive when we do read the scripture, encounter God, and have meaningful conversations with Him. The challenge for us and for this early church is that these disciplines can lead to either legalism or licentiousness. In his book, The Emotionally Healthy Leader, Pete Scazzaro says, that legalism can be defined as relying on our own obedience 
to gain acceptance from God. The Jewish leaders were so caught up in their laws, they missed Jesus. We need to learn from them and not do the same. Obedience for the sake of gaining acceptance? It won't do the transforming work we all need. It's in the realization that we are accepted because He loves us that the work begins. Cazero also says that licentiousness is an abuse of God's grace by completely disregarding His commands. An example of this may be skipping weekly worship because we have better things to do knowing that God doesn't take attendance anyway, right? Yes, God will forgive, but where does that leave us in our walk with Him? Each spiritual discipline is an essential delivery system for God's love. Why would we want to miss out? Verses 12 and 13 state that we are raised with Him when we believe in God's resurrection power. We are forever alive and forgiven. When you aren't sure if something is from the Spirit, tread softly. Wait. Use the scriptures as your guide. Seek wise counsel. And ask yourself, does it stress rules or grace? Does it foster a critical spirit toward others? Or does it exercise discreet discipline in love? Does it value the word of God? Or does it stress formulas, special visions, or secret knowledge? Does it disregard the family rather than holding it in high regard? In verse 19, Paul states, But we receive directly from Him, and His life supplies vitality into every part of His body through the joining ligaments connecting us all as one. The Greek word for life supplies is a word epikarko. I may not have said it correctly. But interestingly, this word was used to denote a person who paid for the expenses of a production or a drama and supplied all that was needed. Similarly, Jesus tunes us up to heaven's notes and draws out of us the melody of his divine symphony. He supplies the music to us and imparts the wisdom for us to play it under his direction. What a beautiful reminder that we speak directly with Him, and He supplies all we need. We do not need to reach or strive. It's in the reaching or striving that we can lose sight of the fact that He is already beside us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. As you ponder today's thoughts and questions, I encourage you to read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. They may help you remember where your trust comes from and on who we need to lean. Now, may God guard your heart against those that would seek to lead you away from Him. May your heart be sensitive to His truths, leaning into the Spirit to help you hear His music in your life. And may you dance with abandon, knowing that His Word is good, without judgment and full of grace. Amen.